0: This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. Europe's worst nightmare is coming true. Winter is around the corner and their biggest gas pipeline has been shut, the Nord Stream 1. It was Vladimir Putin's Trump card against Europe, a card that he has used before. The pipeline was first closed in the month of July. Russia said it was carrying out repair works. After 10 days, the gas flow resumed. Now they've done it again. Russian power company Gazprom has closed off Nord Stream 1. Their excuse is the same as July. Repair works. Gazprom says this is temporary. They say the pipeline will reopen three days later. But Europe cannot take that chance. Let me tell you why. Nord Stream 1 is the biggest gas pipeline between Europe and Russia. It transports 55 billion cubic meters of gas. You cut that off. And you plunge Europe into darkness. That's what Putin is counting on. After Europe imposed sanctions on Russia, he began choking their gas supply. First, it was reduced to 40% of full capacity and since July, it's 20%. So what did Europe do? They began filling up their gas reserves. They reduced consumption and diverted supplies to their stock. But that process is still not complete. The EU's gas storages are at 79% capacity. Germany is at 83%. To fill the rest, they need gas from Nord Stream 1. Vladimir Putin knows this. So he played the trump card. He shut off the pipeline. Where does that leave Europe? For now, their reserves should be enough. After all, temperatures are still high in Europe. The heating season has not yet started. German officials feel their country is better placed than the last time. We do not really understand the technical need for this renewed maintenance from Russia. But in the meantime, Germany is now better prepared. We have filled the storage facilities better. We are getting gas from Norway, Holland, Belgium, soon France. We are saving gas and in this respect, I assume that we will be able to cope with this for the time being. Well, the last part is key. We'll be able to cope for the time being. It does not sound like a solid energy strategy. The fact is, Europe needs alternatives. It cannot rely on Russian gas supplies during the coming winter. If they do, there will be shortages. So what options do they have? The European Union is proposing an emergency intervention. The plan has two parts. The immediate goal is to bring down energy bills. The long-term goal is to change how the energy market works. Let's deal with the first part, bringing down bills. European gas prices are going through the roof. They're 12 times higher than last year. Inflation hit an all-time high of 9.1% in August. Both these problems can be attributed to the same cause, Russia's gas warfare. To solve this crisis, Europe has limited options. Number one, they could cap energy costs. Both Spain and Portugal are already doing this. They have placed a legal limit on how high the energy costs can be. Just one problem. The strategy must be pan-Europe. If not, suppliers will just export to countries without a price cap. Option two is import restrictions. Europe could decide to limit the price of Russian gas imports. But again, the problem is obvious. Why would Russia agree to such a cap? They would much rather burn off that energy. In fact, they are already doing this. A Russian gas plant near Finland is burning off huge quantities of natural gas, almost $10 million worth of gas every day. Option number three is windfall taxes Europe could take a slice from the profits of big oil They can easily afford it Norwegian firm Equinor paid $3 billion in dividends last month France's Total Energy saw their income triple So the windfall tax is a viable option Europe could use this extra money to subsidize energy for consumers Now those are the three immediate options for Europe What about the long-term option? Now that is a lot more complicated. Right now, Europe's electricity market is based on wholesale prices. It means every type of producer bids into it. The nuclear plants, the windmills, the gas plants, all of them. But the final rate is based on gas. Now, Usually, it is the most expensive source of energy. Now why would Europe design such a strange system? After all, green energy is a lot cheaper. The electricity generated from wind is less expensive than the power generated from gas. Yet both are sold at the same rate. What explains this? The idea was to incentivize green energy by selling at higher costs. Green producers could make more profits. And more profits equals more investments. That was the whole thrust behind this plan. But today's situation is completely different. Green energy is still as cheap as it was in 2021. But gas prices are 12 times higher. Now do you see the problem here? I'll explain with an example. Assume that you produce one unit of solar power for $1. One unit for $1. You can also produce one unit of gas power, but for $10. Ideally, those two units should have separate costs. But that's not the case in Europe. In Europe, the final price will be decided by the gas producer. Hence the problem. The European Union is hoping to change this on September 9th. Their energy officials will convene A special meeting. They're expected to announce some big reforms. How big? Well, that depends on how united they are. As for Russia, their gas warfare is not ending anytime soon. Gazprom just posted a profit of $41 billion in the last six months. Imagine that, $41 billion. So much for boycotting Russian gas. The fact is, Putin has a lot more leverage here than Europe. Earlier we thought gas trade would be a double-edged sword. If Europe needed Russian gas, Russia also needed European money. Well, it turns out that's not the case. Gas prices are so high that these pipeline shutdowns will not really hurt Putin. He was supplying just 40% of total capacity since March. Yet Gazprom made $41 billion in profits. So all this talk about javelins and HIMARS and MiG-29s, turns out the biggest weapon of this war is energy.